The Pat Kenny Show with Matter Private Network on News Talk. On average, 105 people drown in Ireland every year. Now, today is World Drowning Prevention Day, and the aim is to raise awareness about the dangers of the water and how people might help in an emergency. We're joined by Deputy CEO and Marketing Manager with Water Safety Ireland, Roger Sweeney, and by the Head of Water Safety with the RNLI, Gareth Morrison. Good morning and welcome to you both. Um, World Drowning Prevention Day. I mean, 105 in Ireland is 105 uh, too many, Roger. Uh, But globally, the number is quite enormous. Absolutely, Pat. We have over a quarter of a million, and I say over because we average about 236, 240,000 worldwide. 90% of them, Pat, are within the sort of lower to middle income countries, but that figure is often much, much higher. So the 105 figure that you speak about, it sounds small in comparison. But then again, on this small island of ours, if you look at the last five years, drowning accounted for nearly half of all the road and water deaths in Ireland, 40%. We had uh, 714 road deaths, we had 450 water deaths, so um, nearly, near, nearly half. So significant public health issues still. Yeah. You know, we average about two drownings every week, Europe about 400 every week. So national experiences differ, differ greatly, Pat. We have a drowning rate of about no, two per hundred. Now, clearly, thousand. yesterday we were talking about drowning in the Mediterranean of, of mm. migrants, and at those kind of drowning accidents, they are avoidable if the migration uh, could be stopped or helped. Um, but I suppose we should concern ourselves with drownings that occur either in, say, the fishing industry or in recreational water activities. Principally recreation. And would you believe, actually, we have as many deaths uh, uh, from drowning as a result of people walking and hiking uh, as we do uh, swimming? So there are a lot of um, issues uh, that, that affect the uh, drowning burden in Ireland. You know, But I have to say, you know, if we were to look overall at the, uh, say, the water safety journey that this country, in, in, in a worldwide comparison, but if the, that this country is on, it is coming down. You know, in the, in the 80s, we averaged... 207 drownings every year and we we finished the zero zeros the 2000s averaging about 150 and now we're down to as you say 105 so it is coming down and it, that's at a time when our population has increased Pat you know we went from 3.4 million in the 80s to I think it's 5.1 million today and that range of aquatic activities you know the kayaking canoeing mm-hmm. paddle boarding all that has has really enjoyed I suppose a post pandemic boom really so our own lifeguard class for example, they've never been busier, you know, so people are, I think they've, what we're trying to do is is change this culturally an unhealthy fear of water into this healthy respect for the environment. And I think people are finally beginning to realise, and that's, uh, that's uh, reflected in the statistics that we have half as many drownings. In terms of those numbers, uh, can you categorise them in age terms? Uh, are many of the drownings of young children, uh, how many of them... Uh, are as a result of, say, adventure sporting, if any... It's interesting that we brought in, we introduced into the primary school curriculum uh, a a program called PAWS, Primary Aquatics Water Safety, at a time when 30 children aged 14 and under had drowned in this country. So that's a classroom of children that had drowned. So that has come down significantly. But at the same time, what we're dealing with really principally are people uh, that are uh, middle-aged. And uh, it's not, for example, the reckless teenager that, that is the person most at risk. It's the 
person who is going out angling or fishing and decides not to wear a life jacket. It's the person who um, decides to go swimming, but perhaps, um, and this is in general terms, not in any specific instance, they overestimate their ability and they underestimate the risk. That's principally the cause. Um, so a rip currents, for example, is uh, probably one of the greatest reasons that people get into difficulty in this country. So I think it's time for a conversation, and that's what World Drowning Prevention Day offers. It's a chance for people to have that conversation. You shouldn't talk to your children about water safety on the morning of a really warm day. This is an ongoing conversation that needs to happen. As, as I say, that can happen year-round, because drownings do happen year-round. Now, the, the question of the rip uh, current or the rip tide when it happens uh, and you're out at sea and suddenly you find yourself caught up in it, what to do? And it's important, Pat, in that instance to realise what's actually happening. Because if the, when the water is coming in, and this, this happens all the time, lifeguards will tell you this all over the country, all around the coast, um, people arrive to a beach, uh, certainly they should go to a lifeguarded waterway if they can, or, or if they can't, get to one that's traditionally known to be safe. Um, and so if they go to a place that has a rip current, often they'll see an area that doesn't seem as choppy. It seems to have um, a calmer element of water, a channel that's running back out to sea. That's where the water that's coming in on the waves and breaking on shore is escaping back through a narrow channel. It's cut its way through a sandbank. And so that looks more inviting, and that's what happens. A lot of parents in, in, uh, in encourage their children to swim there, and people um, get into difficulty very quickly. So if you realize that this channel is narrow, so it can be as narrow as the road that people might be driving on as they listen to you right now. So just remember that, a narrow pathway of a narrow current of water. So if it's that narrow, you can escape it by simply swimming parallel to shore. Just go sideways at an angle. Swim parallel to shore and you'll soon escape that grip and then start to work your way back to shore. If you're tired, float of course and, uh, and call for help with an arm. But at the same time once you start to get, once you start to feel the pull, realise that it's only a narrow channel and you can easily escape it by swimming sideways. Now, uh, listening to us, uh, Gareth Morrison, Head of Water Safety with the RNLI. Um, Gareth, probably it's difficult even to count how many lives you've saved from drowning every year because your activity is life-saving. Yeah, good morning. Um, yes, indeed. And not surprisingly, RNLI lifeboats and the volunteer crews are incredibly busy. And just to frame that a little bit, just last year alone, the lifeboats in Ireland launched over a thousand times. They rescued over uh, 1,300 people and that actually equated to 30 lives saved. So perhaps if we added on that 30 lives to the 105 lives that were lost, that you know w- would have been lost if it wasn't for the presence of, of the RNLI, it really starts to build into perspective the size of this um, challenge as well. But we're very lucky in Ireland. We have this trilogy of Water Safety Ireland, of the Irish Coast Guard and the RNLI, who are all really, really focused, yes, of course, on rescue, but ideally would much prevent people got into difficulty in the first place. So this focus on World Drowning Prevention Day, this opportunity for us to chat this evening over dinner or tomorrow morning over breakfast, just around how to be safe this summer is really, really important. Now, the the advice, I suppose, about things like inflatables, the number of times I'm sure your services have been called out because people have been on inflatables that are really not, you know, seagoing or seaworthy. They're meant for maybe for just paddling pools or whatever, and yet people will lie on them and be carried out to sea. 
Yeah, that's right. I mean, the sun draws us all to the, the coastline and to do inland waterways. It's, it's what we do in Ireland, isn't it? But there's a way we can keep ourselves safe. And you're absolutely right. The inflatable flamingo is not suitable for the beach. Uh, if the wind catches that with a, a young child on board, that will go to sea much, much faster than an Olympic swimmer could ever catch it. It really is not advisable. And, and Roger hinted on a few really important key messages we can all take away just to keep ourselves and our families safe this summer. The lifeguard beach piece is so important. If you're going to go to the beach, and especially if you're going to enter the water for a swim, please, please make it a lifeguard beach. If you ever see anybody in difficulty, even if you think you see somebody in difficulty, we would much rather you got on the phone, dialed 999 or 112 and asked for the Coast Guard on the coast and just talk it through with the operator. Nobody is going to mind if you make a 999 call a little bit prematurely. We'd much rather get lifeboat crews on the way as opposed to wait for it to be a little bit too late as well. And then that final point around floating. The vast majority of our population can float but we must practice it and by that what I mean is if you ever end up in the water unexpectedly or if you get into some form of difficulty lie on your back tilt your head back just a little bit so your ears are just in the water uh, extend your arms and legs a little bit like a starfish your legs might dangle a bit that's okay as well and float on your back that will buy you valuable minutes or in some cases valuable hours until you can decide what to do to call for help to swim to safety or wait for the rescue services to arrive. I'm reading here on the text screen in the Netherlands all children are taught to swim at a young age because of the prevalence of canals uh, right throughout uh, that country and it is a life skill that really every child uh, should get at a very early age however the availability of uh, swimming pools which is probably the best place to learn to swim because rivers can be treacherous uh, and lakes can be treacherous even more so perhaps than uh, the seashore. A- anyway, uh, Roger, the question of lifeguarding beaches, um, lifeguards sometimes say we're more like babysitters than lifeguards because a lot of our job is returning lost children to parents who haven't been paying attention. Yes, and the lifeguards that we train around the country, they're there to stop and prevent an accident happening. They're not the babysitters um, that people take them for. And by that, I mean that people arrive to the beaches, and we have about 134 waterways around the country that are lifeguarded. And the lifeguards come on duty, and as often as not, people arrive, they leave the children beside the lifeguard hut, and they go to get a sandwich, or they go to the ATM machine, even for ice cream and so on. And that can build up. So next thing you have uh, children wandering around um, unsupervised. And if we look at last year, the uh, lifeguards found and reunited 600 children that were lost and unsupervised close to water. So we spoke about some of the drowning stats already. So there's a real importance for a sense of responsibility by those who are supervising children. And they should supervise them closely and it should be adult supervision and it should be uninterrupted and there's good reason that we say go to a lifeguarded beach not just um, because the lifeguards will keep you safe but also they provided first aid six and a half thousand times last year and they actually rescued nearly 600 people at risk of drowning so it's a good reason to let them be there for you so as a takeaway for World Drowning Prevention Day please you know do one thing to prevent drowning do your best to get to a lifeguarded waterway. Leave the the, uh, 
the inflatable toys at home, they're potentially floating killers. A lot of beaches have banned them and we encourage people to regard them as floating killers and just leave them at home. Um, and please just remember when it comes to supervision, constant, uninterrupted adult supervision will keep children safe. On that note, Roger Sweeney, Deputy CEO and Marketing Manager with Water Safety Ireland and Gareth Morrison, Head of Water Safety with the RNLI. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.